This is Alicia. And I'm Randy. And you're listening to Black on Arrival, the show where we chat with Black business owners, brands, and content creators that are leading the Black travel movement and disrupting the travel industry. Every other week, you can catch Alicia and I, the co-founders of WeGoTo and the Black Travel Brand Directory, chatting with Black brands to find out how they're navigating success in the travel industry and how they navigate the world as Black travelers. This is Black on Arrival. So before we start with the interview, we always do in-flight service cocktails because okay. we're on a flight, so uh-huh. I have a light skin mimosa this morning. Okay. And I'm making a, a watermelon mimosa that I just pulled randomly together this morning. <laughs> and the green ants I had in my house. Looks great. I'm having water on ice, guys. I'm on a detox. I'm trying to get her time fine. So. Yes. Fine. <laughs> yes. Well, cheers, you guys. Cheers. Clink, clink. Sorry, I'll let you start with the first segment. So the first segment is called Cruising Altitude. And it's where we get to know more about you and your brand and what you do and what your experience has been like as you've gone along this uh, journey as the owner of a Black travel business. Uh So first, tell us who you are. Tell us about your brand, what you do. Just give us an interview or uh, intro. Okay. Well, I'm Tiffany Joseph. I'm located in Houston, Texas, and I'm a wanderlust. I started traveling extensively right after high school. So my first um, international trip was a high school graduation gift. Uh, Me and my girlfriend cousins went to Mexico and we had a wonderful time. One of my cousins had just graduated from college and me and my other cousin graduated from high school. So our parents were fine with letting us go and, you know, having fun. So had a great time. And ever since then, I've been on the go. (laughs) I've been several continents, different places. um, And just starting to invite more of my friends to travel because none of my friends were traveling. And, you know, by doing that, we started taking quote unquote girls trips, um, which were mostly domestic. And then I, you know, talked them into going to international. So we started going international route. And just within all of that time, I, you know, was approached by friends saying, oh my God, you're so good at this. You should start an agency. And I was like, no, I don't have time. You know, when am I going to find the time? Um, But, you know, as I kind of thought over it, I'm like, I'm already doing it. I might as well, you know, let people have a good time and also, you know, start a business out of it. So that's when I started Runway Life in 2017. And I've been uh, doing group trips and um, also individual bookings. I have a lot of individual bookings that I do. Um, And I've been just traveling myself and, you know, giving travelers their dreams ever since. (laughs) Nice. Mm-hmm. So I guess what was like that transition like from doing things for friends and family to doing things for like strangers, essentially? Oh, <laughs> it's very different, I must yeah. say, um, because, you know, with friends and family, you kind of automatically know what they like or what they wouldn't like and want to do. So you don't really have to put too much thought into it because most of the places that they want to go, of course, I've already been a lot of places that my clients want to go. I've already been too, but they might not have the same palette of interest that I do. So just making sure that I offer them, you know, the right lodging 
I'm very meticulous, I'll say that, about where I stay. <laughs> Some call me Alicia. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's me all day. <laughs> And some people, you know, don't care. They'll stay at a motel or, you know, a raggedy <laughs> place. And, you know, just to be in the atmosphere of the place. And, you know, I I sometimes have to take my travel experience or what I would like out of travel mm -hmm. out of it and make sure I give them what they're looking for if they're looking for something and say, hey, I don't want to, you know, spend a lot on lodging. Just give me something because I'm not going to be in the room anyway. But I want to do, you know, good activities. And then um, on the activity portion, I'm a daredevil. So I may want to go hot air ballooning. I may want to go bungee jump. You know, I may want to go do something that's really fun and off the beaten path, whereas they may just want to stick to a cooking class and a wine tasting. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be so boring. You're not going to, you know, see the site or experience everything that's there. But I think the biggest thing is just uh, making sure I provide them the trip that they want, not the trip that I would like. <laughs> See, that's, that's interesting, because I think that's a little bit different than what, like, mm -hmm. Alicia and I do, because we, <laughs> we tend to plan trips that we want to go on, and then it's like, y'all trying to come or not? <laughs> and so I bet you're, like, your experience is completely different, because you have to really get into the head of that person that you're planning for and understand what mm -hmm. they're looking for, what they want to do. That's a, sounds like a, a challenge, I'll say. It is. <laughs> have you run into anybody who was, like, like maybe unhappy with something that you chose? I'm just curious. Um, so I had a client that they went to um, Paris and then they went to, well, actually they started in London and then they went to Paris and then they went to Rome. So they really loved the trip and everything I planned, um, but they were in a culture shock because, you know, in London, many of the apartments don't have air conditioners. <laughs> so they have the little portable air conditioners so yeah. it was cool but it wasn't cool enough for them you know so they were in a little culture shock so they were like oh but we made it through you know <laughs> so that's something different you know when you tell people what to expect yeah. I think they don't realize when they get there that okay you know she was serious about this <laughs> because one, say, one of the things that like we've encountered too is like mm -hmm people who are just more experienced travelers um mm -hmm. it's different like traveling with someone or planning something for someone who has been somewhere and mm -hmm. kind of knows what to expect but like new travelers mm -hmm. they like might be surprised to find out <laughs> there's not central air and you're like i told you but you didn't really know until you got there <laughs> exactly so how do you prep them for that so do you have like a come to moment before you know they get on the plane are you, you know, kind of putting that into the itinerary? Like, how are you prepping them? Mm -hmm. So normally when I get a client or a new client or even just my repeat clients, when they ask me about going somewhere, what do I suggest? Or, you know, it's going to be their first time leaving the country. So they have no outside of the U.S. experience. So they're used to certain things that are common here that are considered luxuries in other places. And I really tell them, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen here. You know, some days your water may not come. <laughs> you know, some days some this place does not provide air condition because of the climate there. Or I'll say, you know, um, their traditions are a little bit different. So just be mindful. Like if you're going to Dubai, you know, don't wear your short shorts out in the public if you're not at the beach. You know, different things like that. If you don't want to get the ugly stare. 
So we do have a come to Jesus moment. And I also send several emails <laughs> with detailed instructions and, uh, you know, in their email. So there's no way they can say they didn't know or my agent didn't tell me because it's all in there. <laughs> That's and I find too that like, kind of like you said, like traveling is so fun that you might encounter something, some, a new traveler might encounter something that's uncomfortable, but uh -huh. like, it's almost like washes away because the whole experience is so amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, like, what is the process that a customer would go through to work with you? Like, how do you like go through that stage if they want to plan a trip? Okay. So if you want to plan a trip, um, basically having me plan the trip, you can go to my site, runwaylife.com, and um, there's an informational you would just fill out, just put your name, your email, your phone number, and tell me a little bit about, you know, if it's individual or if it's a group, um, how many people and where you like to go. Once I get that information, I um, will set up a call to talk to them to kind of get an idea of exactly what they're looking for and then set the expectations up on front of what they can expect from me and also what I would expect for them. And, you know, set a timeline of deliverables and, um, you know, learning as I go. You know, at first I was just, you know, talking to people and sending ideas and I was sending more ideas than bookings. Mm -hmm. So now I've uh, kind of plateaued to making sure that they apply a deposit first before I start researching their trip. So um, what will happen is the deposit will go towards their booking, but it just guarantees that you're not having me to research all of this. And then you're going to go either use someone else's services or try to book it yourself once I give you all the information. So um, I also have um, on my website online, like say, for instance, if you're just going to Miami, you've been a thousand times before. Instead of like booking on Expedia.com, I have a leak where you can book your own, book your own travel. And it's the same concept as Expedia, but it's just through my personal link. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Do you um, have max amount of, of people that you would, I guess, plan for for a group? Um, I really don't have a max amount. I've done destination weddings. I've done family reunions. So I don't really have a max amount. I think that I will advise people based on what they're looking to do and have, what would be a good number um accommodations wise and um just the number of people wise because sometimes your group gets so big that you can't really do much you know or people will have to be split up into groups to do certain things so i do try to let them know that up front so if you kind of mentioned um like one of the learning curves that you had to go through like <laughs> have them leave a deposit before you do all this research and then they go essentially uh -huh. so is there are there any other like major lessons that you had to learn especially early on in your business as you're getting started that you think would be valuable to someone who was trying to get into the same thing um yeah i will say uh, i do not use airbnb <laughs> no i had a like for your clients yeah for my clients okay um i personally don't even really like airbnb but yeah i um had a client and i know brazil is a little shaky um but they were going to the olympics mm -hmm. and the apartments like the water pipe bust in the wall it was flooding in the apartment you know and the homeowner was just like so sorry it's a lot of pressure from people here you know in the olympics not really much we can do about it right now 
Like they didn't even send anybody out to look at it. So they had to like boil water because their shower <laughs> was out. Oh, and yeah, it was bad. And the good thing, it was the last two days of their trip. So they didn't have to endure it the whole time. But I just, I, I prefer, I prefer to use agencies, um, like home booking agencies or condo rental agencies, because I know that they have went there, they vet it, they have to meet the points and criteria to be listed on their site. And they have direct contact with those owners and management companies personally. But I think that, um, that was a, a wake up call for me to, especially when I'm sending people certain places that I know, you know, may not be economically stable and um, in a situation where they know a lot of people were coming. So they're just going to rent this place to make sure that I use vetted um, places at all times. So That's interesting. I actually heard yesterday, this guy, he was traveling to Thailand um, on like a, I think it was like a boys trip. And he got there and he said they booked it on Airbnb, uh, booked this spot on Airbnb. It looked gorgeous. They were like, it's beautiful, it was amazing. And he said they started to drive out towards there and they were like, hey, we looking like we're getting a little remote. And then like 15, 20 minutes later, they're in the middle of the jungle at this gorgeous place. But they, uh-huh. weren't, they weren't expecting that. Uh-huh. I think that's one of the challenges with Airbnb because I do like to use Airbnb, but if you're not familiar or if you don't know how to vet, and even still, you can just be lucky. Yeah, you're kind of walking into something a little blind. Like you have, you know, it's just too much left to chance. Exactly. Like it's fine for you, but if you want it for someone else, you want to make sure. Like, right, right. (laughs) Um. So one other thing I wanted to ask you about your business is I see that you have a trip to Napa coming up in April 2020. Uh-huh. Wine trip. Uh-huh. I do. Fine. Um, but I'm just curious, like, how has the planning for that been during COVID? Um, and just what has your, your experience? I guess what, what are some of the decisions that you had made like in deciding to um, have this trip go? Well, it was a lot of back and forth just because um, you're speaking of Thailand I had just come back from Thailand in January and um you know I you know was just living life as normal I was booking trips for clients I had my own personal trips booked and every trip so far has been canceled (laughs) up until now I have maybe one client booking hanging on and all of my trips have been booked for personal I mean have been canceled for personal um but it's definitely been mind-boggling because being that I also work in pharmaceuticals I know the severity of COVID and I know it's serious and people are really getting sick and dying even those without pre-existing conditions Um, and I know that certain environments and large groups are not an idea place for people to be in so I wanted to keep this one small because you know the way that the USA is currently trending, numbers are not declining, but increasing. Um, And of course, when December and November and January hit, it's also going to be flu season and COVID season. So um, (laughs) I just, you know, kind of really thought about it. And I wanted to stick more so in the earlier part of the year to domestic trips. That way, if something happens, you know, I can either refund or we can reschedule um, the clients that do sign up to go. But um, I just wanted to do something that would allow for social distancing 
and also um, do something to where people can get outdoors and experience the outdoors because as we know inside you're gonna be more likely to contract COVID in the closed and recycled air inside environment but um out in Napa, of course, you're doing more things outdoors. You're seeing the um, vineyards outside. They've now set up wine tastings outside. Um, a lot of the lunches, different things you do, activities are going to be outside. You can be um, in April, depending on the weather, you may be able to be poolside at the hotel. So I just thought it was a really good starter trip to start everybody slow, um, you know, on first times out after being held in for over a year for COVID. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It'll have been over a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> so no, the trips have been canceled, you know, how have you tried to, I guess, kind of reimagine your business during this time? Um, I'm really reimagining by, I've started to sell PPE packets. So I have, um, yeah, <laughs> I have little all-in-one packets that provides two masks, um, a pair of gloves, some alcohol, sanitation, um, towelettes, um, also some hand sanitizer. Um, it has a door opener, so it's a no-touch. You can use it as a door opener or also to, like, press keys on a keypad or, you know, a digital screen. Um, and just a pack of Kleenex. I also sell face shields. And um, I'm just, you know, encouraging people to book travel for late 2021. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I think Alicia had, and I had a lot of the same thoughts, and I think we're still figuring out what that looks like for us, but we were like, we did think of a wine trip, because we were like, you can do it outside, you can do it's fine. Exactly. Um, but but that Napa trip, that sounds really dope, and, and I'm excited for it, and I, I hope America gets it together, like, so we can, <laughs> no worries, we can just go and, like, live our lives. Exactly. Something else that I did early on in uh, quarantine, when more people were quarantined, um, I kind of did a Travel Tuesday series. So I had different people come on. I had um, my dermatologist drop in to talk about skincare during travel. Um, yeah, I've had one, uh, another one of my friends, she has something called the turban wrap, which is like a head wrap for your hair, um, you know, because a lot of people don't know how to tie head wraps and different things. So she's made it really easy. Uh, another friend has some teas and, you know, kind of like relaxation tea and tea, anxiety, anxiety tea, maybe for people that have travel phobias mm -hmm. or you get there and then you have the constipation, <laughs> you know, different things like that. So I just had different people join in and we talked about, you know, how their product relates to travel and their experiences. So I've been trying to be innovative. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because Alicia and I have just started to like expand I think our idea of travel and expanding more of like a travel lifestyle, like uh -huh. what are the things that travel, even if it's not specifically to travel, uh -huh. like what are the different elements that the silver lining? I mean, I guess if there is a silver lining with COVID is that it has forced people to think outside of the box about mm -hmm. your business. Mm -hmm. You don't have a choice. You don't really have an option. So it's really forcing <laughs> people um, just to think about what else their business can be, what else they can do. We've done a lot of virtual things recently that we probably never would have done prior uh -huh. to it, uh -huh. um, like this. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it really forces people out of their out of their comfort zone, which I really yes, it does. And well, you look great in that blue girl. I couldn't see you because I have you coming on on my iPhone, but it's working great with your skin tone. 
I literally just threw this on five minutes before. <laughs> five minutes before, and she didn't have that. <laughs> um. So, Leash, do you want to head over into segment two? Yep. So we're gonna start segment two, and we've called it baggage claim. And so in this segment, we just talk a little bit more about your own personal travels and any recommendations you may want to share with our audience. So the first okay. question I have for you is, what has been your most meaningful travel experience? Oh, that's a hard one. I'm this or hard. you can give us like your best <laughs> travel story or worst travel story. Okay. Um, I would probably say my best travel experience. Uh, this is a hard one. I know. I hate when people ask me. <laughs> I liked uh, different places for different reasons. So I'm going to say I, I love Dubai. Dubai was one of my favorite places because it was not anything like I expected. Mm. Like I expected to go there and just, you know, be in a Muslim country and, you know, not have certain freedoms, which was not the case at all. I went during Christmas time. I stayed for two weeks and, you know, driving from, well, the car service picked me up at the airport, brought me to the hotel, and walked in the hotel. They were playing Christmas music, singing about Jesus, you know, and I'm Christian. So I was really excited about that. There was Christmas decorations. There was a tree, you know, and I just felt like, oh, okay, well, maybe I don't have to feel so scared after all. Maybe I can show a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just went on from there, and the people were you know, so courteous and so helpful. Um, the experiences were, you know, definitely unfathomable. Just seeing gold dispensing ATMs in your hotel lobby. And, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you go to, so at Emirates Palace, I stayed there one night. Um, we went out and had our gold flake cosmos and then you know they were real 24 karat gold flakes in our cosmos oh um they also offered in a tea and coffee version but of course i prefer the cosmos <laughs> <laughs> and um when we were walking from the elevators out to the um this back vip lounge where this lady was like well we're not supposed to let you go out here but we're gonna send you back here and i mean we had the best time they brought us seafood and steak platters everything oh um but while we were walking there there we passed up this atm she's like oh yeah if you just put in your credit or debit card you decide if you want to either block or you can just get like a heart or if you want to get you know <laughs> it just dispenses the gold of your choice <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now, I ain't never even considered that level of opulence. Like, next level. Next level. Wow. I seen them pennies that you could do at the um, amusement park. That's yeah. what I know. <laughs> no, girl. They can give you a whole block right there at the ATM. So, um, yeah, just seeing, you know, the money that they spent building up that country. And at that time, it was like 40 years, maybe, uh, you know, since they had really started building up Dubai and the UAE and it was just immaculate um of course the desert safaris and um different things that we did was just out of this world but I would say beauty and splendor wise Croatia I went there last year it's always been somewhere on my list and when I tell you the water is some of the bluest and the clearest I've seen outside of like Aruba and Bahamas it is gorgeous and um we stayed of course in a villa that was really nice but we did a 
boat trip for two days that took us island hopping to the various islands and we got to go to the blue cave and of course i love mediterranean food so that was right up my alley and you know we got to go to some vineyards out there too and uh, you know do a whole bunch of stuff so i would say those two probably are the most memorable but i've been so many places that i can't you know just not <laughs> pick one um my worst trip would probably um, my worst trip is probably aruba honestly even really? though <laughs> yeah no i love aruba don't get me wrong it was beautiful but i had no bags the whole time because of an airline that i will not name lost my bags and delayed it basically the whole trip and i was there a week no bags yeah that's not fun <laughs> no <laughs> so i needless to say i've never flown them again <laughs> and <laughs> i had no bags girl i was boring clothes from friends swimsuits and yeah you, know, I I you probably could buy a bunch because it's really expensive out in a room yeah and it's, yeah, there's not that many stores. There was like, I, there was Gucci and different things. I'm not going to go buy a $500 Gucci swimsuit, you know, because I need the other clothes too. So, yeah, girl. <laughs> that was probably my worst trip. I can see what that so, was. When we um, did our trip to Ghana for New Year's, we mm -hmm. had a couple of um, our guests who mm -hmm. their flight was delayed. Mm -hmm. But not only was their flight delayed, they didn't have their bags when they arrived. And our trip was for 10 days. And uh -huh. I would say a couple of the girls didn't get their bags for maybe three or four days. Uh, there was one girl that was delayed like two or three days. Like it was insane. I was gonna say the one girl, she got her story. She, her, she got her visa too early. And so uh -huh. she went to Paris and they wouldn't uh -huh. let her on the plane to Accra. She had to go to the embassy, leave uh -huh. the airport, go to the embassy in Paris. Doesn't know a lick of French, never been to France, to like go get um, a new visa and then had to stay there like an extra night. I felt I'm sure that they were gonna get one for her. They were like, we'll see, maybe. Oh my god, and you know how the French people are. They're so right. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> question is where have you traveled to where being black felt the most foreign oh croatia <laughs> croatia yeah not any black people there i can say that actually lives there i even talked to a driver and he was like oh there's one guy and he moved to our neighborhood because he married some lady there he's like but that's really the only person i know i don't even think there are like black croatians um so <laughs> yes no black people working in any of the tour shops no restaurants no hotels nothing we stayed at a um at a villa but you know we did go to a few hotels to dine no black people girl um just a very few number of black tourists not many but definitely they noticed that some black girls were in croatia <laughs> Y'all are probably celebrities. You're probably exactly. Beyonce while you were down there. <laughs> One restaurant we went to on Devil's Island asked to actually take a picture with our group because I think that they said they never had like a group of black ladies in their restaurant. So even the chefs and people from the back came out to get in the picture with us. 
It was like, everybody get in. <laughs> yeah. I see this again. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Rand, I'm curious, out of the, um, this is just kind of an aside, but out of the places that you've traveled to, would you say Kyrgyzstan has been the place where you felt being Black was like most foreign? Yeah. Oh, Croatia. Oh, for you? Okay. Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kyrgyzstan was definitely, um, like, it, it, it was like being a, a zoo animal at a zoo most of the time. <laughs> um, and I also had locks back uh -huh. then, uh -huh. and they had never seen that before. They had never seen Black people before. I literally heard gasps, like, when I would walk down the street, like, heads whiplashed. People would, like, come up behind me and just start touching my hair. Um, not, like, saying anything. I would, I would just feel it. I would feel someone, like, looking, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a llama at a petting zoo, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was definitely an experience. I had an experience like that too uh, in Greece. I used to date a guy that um, played professional basketball, so I would go to Greece a whole lot because that was one of the main places that he played. And um, it was an Asian lady, so I was walking, and I'm taller, but he's taller than me. Like, I'm, I'm almost six feet, and he's probably like six three. Six four, um, and she just—I don't think she'd seen like a lot of black people, and especially tall black people. So she stopped us while we were walking. She's like, "Can I take a picture?" I think she was a tourist, you know. But you know, I definitely know what you mean about feeling like an animal at the zoo. <laughs> it's so strange. It's so strange. It's yeah. really nice about it. It's just they haven't seen it before. Uh huh. Mm hmm. So in the same vein, I guess, where would you like to see more black people traveling to? Oh, honestly, I hate to say this, but I would like to see more people, tra black people travel to Africa because we don't go. You know, I haven't been. That was on my list of places to go um, for my birthday this year. But of course, that's probably not going to happen. Um, but I feel like we all need to go to the continent of Africa, even though we may not know which exact country we're from. Um, just to see, you know, just to explore our roots and our heritage. I know. Um, we as African-American, aka Black people, um, we'll go to Miami, <laughs> you know, we'll go to LA, we'll go to Atlanta, tear that up, you know, but tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> have bottle service in the club, but you know, when we really start talking about your heritage and learning and seeing things and getting some actual culture, it's like, oh no, that's too far, you know, I don't want to get the shot. Some places you don't have to get the shots, that's your choice, you know, get a passport, invest in yourself, that thousand dollars that two thousand dollars you just spent in the club on bottle service could have been your whole trip you know somewhere where you could have really experienced some culture absolutely yeah i was gonna say when we went to ghana in december that was my first time to africa and it was life-changing like i never i didn't really know what to expect uh -huh. and i think i was honestly intimidated by africa for a long time um but i was like what have I been waiting on? I like would kill to be in Ghana right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's where I wanted to go uh, for my birthday to Ghana for mm -hmm. the um, yeah festival. So maybe next we year. Go. We don't go. We don't get there. <laughs> Ghana is just like the crest is just rising for Ghana. I really think like it's going to be lit for a while. I did plan a trip. Um, to Egypt, I'm keeping my fingers crossed because I got a super cheap flight for November. Okay. So as, 
they will still accept me, I will be doing it. That'll be my first African country. Um, and we'll see what happens, but I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move into segment three, which we're calling Buddy Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to shout out other Black travel brands and like spread the wealth, spread the, I don't know, the publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would like for you to name three Black travel brands that you love, work with, follow, whatever. Of course, myself, Runway Life. <laughs> and then um, I love you guys. Um, we go to travel um, page. And also, um, I think her name is Cheaty Ashley or Ashley Cheaty. Uh, travels she does a lot of mostly group trips okay Um, but I see her um you know her group trips and her travelers always look like they have an awesome time she gets great footage from her trip and that's the thing that I'm working on now is improving my um, footage and my coverage because that's really you know how you sell your trip is making sure you have the right videos the right photos I have tons of photos of myself and you know different people but I need to upgrade and make sure I'm including my group because sometimes you know I don't want to prostitute their image or make them feel obligated to take a picture and then be on my website so but I know that I think some of these um people do get people to sign waivers beforehand to say hey I know my image or likeness may end up on your website or in a promotional video so you know maybe I'll start doing that (laughs) we struggle with that in the beginning Uh and still are working on like upping our content of like pictures and photos and videos from our trip. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, because that's been such like a pivotal marketing tool. Uh-huh. Um, well, anyway, thank you so much, Tiffany. I oh, really appreciate you. you coming and talking to us. Where can people find you? Yes. On all oh, okay. platforms, uh-huh. email, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you ladies for having me on. This is great. Um, you can find me at um, Runway Life, L-Y-F-E, um, not the regular way, dot com. Um, that will connect you to, of course, my Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. I'm on all platforms. I'm there. And I hope you guys come find me and follow me. <laughs> Perfect. Well, again, it was wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you, and y'all have an awesome week ahead. Have you checked out the Black Travel Brand Directory yet? In the directory, you'll discover Black business owners and creators who are changing the narrative for Black travelers. Get connected with Black travel bloggers, photographers, influencers, and businesses to get inspired and find out who's next in travel. Thanks for listening to Black on Arrival. If you found any of today's conversation entertaining or helpful, please subscribe to the show, leave a comment, or shout us out on the gram. We're at Black on Arrival on all social media. Talk to you again soon. Bye.